settling in, taking your position, it's a physical position, it's also a jitta position. Jitta position is to be the still point in, the, in, the, in all the movement and the tangle and the impact to be the still point. This is the Buddha touching the earth. Still point, the Buddha touching the earth. I'm here. This knowingness of this. Everything is everything comes in is known, is experienced. Otherwise it doesn't happen. What is the knowing of that? This is the Buddha touching the earth. The image that's goes along with this is the Buddha repelling the host of Mara. Mara, the personification of deceit, delusion, sangsara, death, uh, the tempter, desire, craving, aversion, boredom, lethargy, irritation, jealousy. These are the host of Mara. Feeling bad about yourself, feeling despondent, feeling hopeless, this is the host of Mara. Feeling you can't do it, that's the host of Mara. Somebody else's fault, that's the host of Mara. It's your fault, that's the host of Mara. <laughs> All this stuff takes you away from the still point. <laughs> Whosoever fault it was, is, or could be, is kind of irrelevant right now. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Find your place. <laughs> yeah. And in the less uh, emblematic, less uh, metaphorical sense, you know, this is the Chitta separating, knowing the five kanda. So a change of language, pretty much the same thing. Except the kanda can be trained. They are a natural feature of the way that the jitta come, comes into this birth experience and organizes this birth experience. And these are likened to um, five visitors who come to the door promising to offer you service and they say oh, you know, these, these persons sees these people come to offering service lets them in and they serve for a while and then when the chitter isn't looking they stab it <laughs> they stab it with pain they stab it with sorrow they stab it with loss they stab it with complaint they stab it with you're not good enough you stab it with you didn't do well enough you're, they stab it with this they stab it with that they become assassins. But if these five are properly trained, they become your servants. <laughs> Nothing does you so much harm as an ill-directed mind. Nothing such as so much good as a well-directed mind. And you have to direct these kundas. You have to tame them. What am I talking about? Talking about experience of form. Feeling was, lies within a form. Form defines what you are, physical form, uh, sensory form. This is what I am, I'm stuck in this. It has to be this, it has to be that. I'm not good enough at this, I don't look well enough for that. You know, and form is just a form. Yours up you know, around you. Don't feel constrained within it. Materiality arises within the chitta. You can be aware of materiality. 
that's the sense of um, pressures, warmths, tinglings, movements, vibrations. These arise within the citta. Citta is not locked within these, otherwise you wouldn't be aware of them. So when you come to the root of these, of this form, aggregate, you can see it's not a solid thing at all. It's a continual cascade of experiences arising within citta. And there you've kept your, your you've kept your still place. You, you don't even you can't you can't recognize that still place because it doesn't have a sensation. It's not a sensation, it's not an idea. It's a knowingness. And what it knows is form is impermanent, changeable, not a constant thing. If you're knowing that, if you're experiencing that directly, then you definitely have a still place, still point, though you may not know it. Perception, feeling and perception, they kind of come together. Feeling is that pleasure, pain, agreeable, disagreeable, push. Comes in association with contact. Contact, something touches the chitta. Feeling and perception, things mean something. This is important, this is necessary, this is silly, this is unimportant, this is mine, that's hers, this doesn't matter. Yeah. This has to be done by tomorrow, this has to be done by yesterday. <laughs> These are perceptions. These are kind of, oh no, oh no, I'm late, oh no, oh no. Uh, I am this, I am that, I am this, I am that, I never this, I should be that. These are perceptions, impressions, that get you rattling. Yeah. I'm only this, I can't be that, I'm too old for this, I'm too young for that. That's, a, that's an impression, a mental impression. Yeah. Feel, the, feel the, the, the rattling effect of that. know that. Contact touches. Sankara, activations, we get activated. Translate Sankara a number of ways, formations, gives a form to the mind. It puts the mind in a package not a very pleasant package, a psychological form, uh, desperate, urgent, alone, isolated, you know, flat, stagnant, collapsed package. Mm. Then the strategies start happening. Oh, what am I going to do about this? And denial, defense, so forth. All these sankara activations, psychologies psychological strategies and patterns. Mm. And sense consciousness, vijnana, throws you into looking, seeing things from that particular position. Mm. What does this mean? Now if we take, recognize which sense contact, the big one is not really the eyes or the ears or the nose, but the mind, what the mind makes out of sight what the mind makes out of sensation, 
and particularly what the mind makes out of itself. Dominant. Yeah, this is where you get the mental signals. I'm inadequate. I could be more. I should be this. People want this of me. They don't like me. They do like me. They need me. They don't need me. I have to have done this done by yesterday. <laughs> I'm not. I could. How do I meditate? How do I not meditate? Is this meditate? You know, all this stuff starts, and then your consciousness gets mesmerised by this experience. It goes on to a miserable existence. <laughs> but you can be aware of consciousness. You can be aware of that sense door opening and flapping and all the contents of it, of the mind. We call it the mind, mano-vinyana, mind-consciousness. Mind-consciousness is like this. Mm-hmm. And Pocha would say, monkeys are like this. <laughs> you can't expect a monkey to be, act like a duck. Monkeys are like this, monkey mind, planning, scheming, one moment crying, one moment chattering, one moment biting, monkey mind, it's like this, step back. So you can witness it. Now we don't necessarily know that still point because it's not a sensation, it's not a perception. It stands outside of that which we can determine. That's why it's very helpful as a skillful means to recognize there is a bodily reference to it, a sense of presence. No, sense of presence. You're present, aren't you? Your body's present, isn't it? It's always present, isn't it? Now, it may be present with sickness, it may be present with happiness, it may be present with headache, it may be present with movement, it may be present with non-movement, but it's present, isn't it? Something's happening to it. What is the it? Hmm? You know, it's really, you know, it's not... It's the whole thing. It's basically the, 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 say, the somatic presence. Sensing body as a subject that senses things. It's a helpful reference. Because we can certainly sense when we get those panic energies running through us. We can sense it when we get those despondent energies running through us. We can sense it when the mind is complaining. We can sense the body being agitated. We can sense it when we release the body goes, oh, comes clear. And as it said, you know, one touches the deathless in the body. Touching the deathless in the body. You know, seemingly, what is that? Mm. 
but you can recognize when the uh, strong disturbance passes away, there's a sense of presence. Here I am. And then the next thing happens. It's so ordinary. It doesn't feel great. It's so ordinary that we don't notice it. We move on to the next event, movement, sensation, energy. This is the why this is Buddha said this is subtle, difficult to see. Because by and large, over a long time, we've become addicted to the five khanda. We look to them, we read their messages, read the signs of pleasure and pain, read the signs of important, unimportant, you know, read the signs that tell us who we are. Read those impulses and energies and mental formations that tell us who we are. It's not very pleasant. We still believe in it. We still believe we need to know who we are. So we look to the Sankara aggregate. Well, you're this, you're that, you're not this, you should be that, you're not that, you are this, now you're this, now you're that. Oh, great, now you've told me who I am. <laughs> anything that tells you who you are is a liar. It's one of those five assassins that crept into the house when you weren't looking or you invited them in. Now it's going to stab you. (laughs) Because who you are is always inadequate. Who you are is always about to be something else. Who you are is always remembering when you were something else. Regretting, hoping, wishing you were something else, about to become something else. You know, anything that says who you are is about to be, you know, about to do something else or get activated about it and try and change it to something else. Anything that tells you who you are will give you a signal to do something about it, to make it better. Write a book about it. Tell somebody else about it. <laughs> it's a story. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, that's who I am. Because of this and that. I know, yeah, because of this, yeah, this is who I am. Right, interesting. <laughs> so addicted to that. The still point doesn't have a who you are message. It doesn't, doesn't. Why do you need to know who you are? You are. You don't need to form a uh, concept about it. But there's a, a strong habit to want to have a perception of feeling a sort of message of some kind that welds you, bonds you to the aggregates. So this is the called becoming, the drive of becoming. Becoming an aggregate again, becoming the assembly of this stuff that just, you know, rattles you around, picks you up, tickles you sometimes, gives you a stroke, pat on the head, sends you on your way and then gives you a kick. <laughs> Praise and gain, loss, loss, disappointment. That's the story. Praise, blame, gain, loss, success and failure. That's the story. So you find, oh, I'm succeeding, then wham, you fail. <laughs> so the true practitioner never succeeds. They never succeed, they say they don't fail. 
They never gain anything, therefore they never lose anything. It's enough of that. Yeah. You rest, 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 rest. Take a rest. Yeah. Mm. You can find a reference to this, perhaps, in your body. You get the whole body. Coolness, stillness. Maybe just for a moment. Yeah. But whenever you use the body to discharge the push of these aggregates, how do you do that? No. There are many experiences that can be flooding in at the time. The memory of what you were, things what you're supposed to do, concerns about what's happening in the next room, what's going to happen tomorrow, how to get that figured out. All this stuff can be pressing in as long as also the kettle's boiling or the dog's barking or this is happening or it's a nice day outside, could go out for a walk. And Susan wants to see me, this sort of thing going on. Okay, That's life, isn't it? What is contacting you? So when you use this Yoniso Manasikara, sort of look at the sum total review the sum total of these messages what they say and they could say something like pressure <laughs> it's very simple oh yeah of course yes pressure okay now you've got it down to one point pressure there's nothing wrong with Susan there's nothing wrong with the day there's nothing wrong with the kettle boiling that's that says it is it's the pressure yeah and none of those things have any pressure apart from the contact they make on you. That's the, that's the initiating sankara, the contact impression. So you want to get to that. So in this example I'm saying maybe that the contact impression is pressure, pressure. And you feel yourself tightening up around that. And getting a bit agitated. Right at that point, is it possible? Resonating the word, pressure, pressure, pressure. How is the body in that? Have you got any legs, feet? Go to the whole body. Where's the well? Where's the pressure? Oh, it's actually in the top of my chest and in my belly. Okay. What about your hands? Open the hands, open the soles of the feet. How's the pressure now? Oh, it's, re it's releasing a little. You feel the energy run down, discharge through the body. Yeah. Pressure. Is that the right word? No, not pressure anymore. It's draining and then feel slightly tired or disoriented, slightly giddy because not steady, okay? Take your time. Spine, feet, standing. What's the word now? Empty, empty. Where's that? Stay with that. Bring your attention to that. Begins to cool and firm up. Okay, now you've landed again. Now you've landed again. You've come back to the balance point again. You found you've landed there again. At the end of suffering, the end of suffering, 
and come back to that place. To go through the suffering, the suffering runs through you, the stress runs through you. And, mm. You know, so you just you only so many sakara trims things down to an accessible point, contact point with a meaning on it, and everything else streams out from that one point. The world arises from that one point. Your psychological world arises like it's a barcode. You touch that barcode, boom, there's your life story. I'm always under pressure. I'm always scrambling <laughs> for this and that. I'm always feeling I've not done enough. Yeah. From that one point, your psychological world opens up. That's me. I'm always feeling I'm inadequate. I'm always feeling I've got to do something for everybody else. Right. The face has changed, the scenario has changed, but it's the same code, the same barcode underneath it all. You get to that barcode, feel it in your body, open around it, open around it, don't be in a hurry, open around it. Emotions come up, various moods become up, sad, agitated, opening, grounding in the body, release. The world, ending of the world, can be known in the body. The Buddha, one of the Buddha's statements, the world arises in the body, the arising of your world, ceasing of your world, and the path to it in this very fathom-long body with its consciousness and perceptions. So mindfulness of body. and take, you know, so what touches you? Isolated, alone. Um, I don't get cuddled enough. Nobody really looks after me. I have to do it all by myself. Mm, what's that? Mm. Sadness. Not easy, but it's simple. These are the simple codes embedded in these candles that all human beings experience. Take it very personally, everybody gets it, sometime or another. Yeah. Open around that. Let's have the faith that in the get to the point, open the chitta around it. It may be a little bit of a tremble and struggle, but that's all. That's the only thing you can do that's going to get this one clear. Use your body as a, as a foundation, as affirming, as a friend that never leaves you. Release. Uh, so this, you know, and then you can sense the chitta opens, and then the point, 
the center of the chitta becomes not just the center but a, a domain. It opens out. So you have a instead of a firm center, you have a firm domain which becomes that which can hear the sounds of the world, you know, sense the contact impressions. Their mind, they're yours, it doesn't matter whose they are, it's the same sound, the same energies, the same thing, it hears them. They, they roll off it like water off a duck's back, like oil running over your palm of your hand. It doesn't penetrate like the well-thatched roof, the well-trained jitter, mm. Acts as a shell doesn't, then rain does not, just as rain does not penetrate a well built roof. So passion does not penetrate a well trained mind. But you have to, it's a thatched roof, you have to put, build that a little bit at a time through discharging these kundas, their, their pressure and the addiction to them. And then very, very much our, our life is an ongoing practice. We get the messages from the aggregates in the way we work, who we see, the scenarios that happen around us are all touching us at these places where our barcodes, our contact proclivities, our, our, our dispositions lie. If you want something done, find a busy person, they say. Because a busy person is someone who's always going to engage, do more and more and more until they burn out. So they say, if you want something done, don't find a person who's just sitting around doing nothing, because they do that. You find somebody who's busy, they'll pick it up and do it for you. Because <laughs> that's their disposition. <laughs> so we have to work against that these uh, dispositions and break the addictions challenge the addictions use death to challenge the addictions if you die tonight yeah, you, know, you can't respond to those messages if you're dead so die now While you can while you can enjoy it, <laughs> to die now is the deathless. So let's take some time for direct practice. Just find your place where you can witness, you know, receive what your manovinyana, your mind consciousness, brings in. Uh, Spend some time just deliberately bringing in some fortifying, warming heart impressions, comfortable. You know, you've got your little bit of ground there to sit on, and then just see what comes in and how you can how you can meet it, and what it will tell you if you do so. <laughs>